everybody, this is Aaron Schwartz from the Mighty Ducks, and you are listening to Hydrate Level 4. Hi, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4. Boy, oh boy, Mom, you sure know how to hydrate a good podcast. Welcome to Hydrate Level 4, and I'm your host, Peter. And joining me for this review of the 1992 Mighty Ducks is Devin from the Liquor Rum Podcast. How you doing, Devin? What up, homie? For those that don't know, you're also my co-host at We Got Five. Talk about it. Yeah, and for regular listeners, you'll probably recognize him as a recurring guest host. So so welcome again. Uh, well, hey, you know what? You're the only person crazy enough to have me back, so hey. This is true. True yeah. indeed. Right, right, ne- right. Never true words have been spoken. Yep. Right. A um, little bit about this movie. It's a sports comedy uh, directed by Stephen Herrick, uh, which I believe he also directed uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which I also covered on the show. Uh, it stars Emilio Estevez as the uh, coach, uh, Gordon Bombay. Uh, you got Joss Acklin as Hans. He's like, what, some kind of... Uh, hockey equipment store owner mm-hmm. that's 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 accurate yeah he wasn't even like a mentor to to gordon which i kind of misremembered uh we got lane smith as coach jack riley he uh coached gordon when he was younger and now is the opposing coach in this movie uh we got heidi Kling as uh mrs casey or i'm sorry ms casey conway who is the mother of charlie played by joshua jackson um Got a bunch of other people here. We got uh, Sean Weiss as Goldberg, the goalie. Uh, we got uh, J.D. Daniels as Peter. We got Aaron Schwartz as Dave Karp, um, who I actually got a chance to interview, and that will be played at the end of the episode, so look out for that. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, who, who else do you want to mention here? Any of the other characters that stood out for you? How about Averman, uh, played by Matt Doherty? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's in the like all three of them. Who was Tommy Duncan? Because he looked familiar, but I couldn't think of his real name. Oh, it's uh, Danny Tamborelli. He was uh, on Adventures of Pete and Pete, Nickelodeon back in the day. Is that what I know? Is that what I know him from? I guess that's what I, it has to be. Does that sound familiar? Adventures of Pete and Pete. It doesn't, but I guess it does. It should. I don't know. I knew well, him from somewhere else too. That's the thing. I was like, why does his face look so familiar? I'm sure he's in a lot of other stuff. Um. Nothing's coming to mind, too. Hey, what about Jesse Smollett? He was, oh, he's, uh, 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 Terry's brother. Or Jesse's brother, Terry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say Jesse's brother. Terry, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's him? uh, That was him. Oh, my God. (laughs) You didn't recognize him? No, I did not. I'm still pictured in my head, and it still doesn't make sense. (laughs) Uh, Jesse Smollett, for those that don't know, uh, plays Jamal on uh, Fox's Empire. Uh, Devin, you covered that on your uh, podcast. You've joined us. I I have joined a few episodes. Uh, Marguerite Moreau plays Connie. Uh, Also, that's her real name. She was on um, Grey's Anatomy like a couple seasons ago. I saw that. I tried reaching out to her to see if I can get an interview, but uh, I, I did see that she's been doing some stuff. So I'm um, probably too busy for an interview. Mm. Uh, Vincent LaRusso plays Adam Banks, which I, I kind of remembered him having a bigger role. And I, d- I do know he does later on in the series, but uh, not so big in this one. Mm. And that that's pretty much it. So the story of Mighty Ducks. Um, it's about uh, this lawyer, Gordon Bombay. Uh, well, I guess when he was younger, he was kind of a hot shot uh, in hockey. 
and kind of has like one of the worst coaches ever. Yeah, he doesn't need to be working with children. Yeah, he um, Gordon had a really bad experience in, uh, I guess, something like the finals, you know, in, in a game in where the championship they, game he choked. Yeah, he came in second place. He was definitely not clutch. And uh, he goes on to become a lawyer, you know, 30 years old. He's this lawyer who does whatever he needs to do to win. Mm -hmm. um, and then one night he gets pulled over for a DUI and gets sentenced to 500 hours of community service uh, where he has to coach a peewee hockey team. And there he learns uh, teamwork and uh, learning how to, I don't know, have fun again, I guess, and become a regular human being. Not have a stick up his butt. Yeah, yeah, indeed. So before we get more into the movie, uh, as uh, I like to do on any older review here, I like to go back to the year that uh, the movie came out. So this came out October of 1992. So clearly, I don't expect you to know any of these uh, songs or movies uh, as usual. So I'm just going to go ahead and, and list them. Uh, the top Oh, the number one song um, at the time of this movie's release was Boys to Men, End of the Road, which uh, I do know I do know you know that song. Right, that right. was number one for 13 weeks. Mm. Is that a long time? That's a very long time. Oh, I don't I don't know. I don't know number ones. Yeah. Mm, I wonder how long Adele's going on now. But yeah, that's, that's got a, a long song? time. Adele, come on. Hello. <laughs> I'm here. Wait, is that a new song? Hello? Okay, never mind. Uh, the 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 number song number one song that preceded it was Madonna's "This Used to Be My Playground." I think it's one of those that uh, if I hear it, maybe I'll know it. But the title alone doesn't ring a bell. It was only number one for a week. Don't even know who that is. Sure. And the number one song that supersedes it is "How Do You Talk to an Angel" by The Heights, which I feel like that was maybe played on like Party of Five or something. What is that? <laughs> uh, well, clearly, a show that you don't know. Clearly. Uh, right. Uh, some of the notable movies that came out around this time was uh, Under Siege with uh, Denzel. Uh, you also got Candyman, you know, the horror movie with the bees and stuff. Yeah, Tony I've actually, I actually had that, and it's actually funny because, you know, when you have, like, sleepovers, everybody wants to watch the scary movies. So it was, like, me and my three cousins, and they, they were, of course, they were, like, brothers, and they spent the night over my house. And, and my oldest cousin was like, let's watch Candyman. And so my mom had just got it on VHS. And she hadn't even opened it yet. And so they're like, Dev, you go watch. And they, we waited until like the the lead hours of the night to watch it. So it's like super scary. And yeah, I just was like, nope, I'm going to play PlayStation. Or it wasn't PlayStation, but it was like Nintendo at the time or something. But yeah, like, and I got razzed the whole weekend because I didn't watch Candyman. Still haven't seen the movie to this day. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah, I don't think I've seen the entire movie either. Um, some of the other ones, Reservoir, Do uh, Reservoir Dogs, I don't know if I said that, um, Passenger 57, and Love Potion Number 9. Wait, wait, so, wait. You didn't think I know what Fa Passenger 57 is? I mean, I knew you know that one, but oh, okay. just I saw the that majority the of them theater. you didn't know. I saw that in the movie theater with Mom Dukes, big Wesley Snipes fan. Of the eight movies I listed, you knew one, so good for you. Wait, what did you say? What, what were the name of the movies one more time? I'm sorry. Oh, I already closed the list, but uh, Reservoir Dogs. That's the Quentin Tarantino movie. Yes. About the heist. Yes, yeah, I know you haven't seen it. 
I haven't, but I do know about See? it. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Chocolate or Mr. Strawberry or whatever they called it or something. Uh, they're, they're colors, not flavors. Um, what about? Uh, oh, look at you! Talk about fla- talk about flavors of things. Yes, uh, pizza flavors. Check yes. out, we got five. Talk about <laughs> it. Right. Uh, there was of mice and men. How about that one? You know that one? Come on, I've actually read the book. Oh, good for you. Okay, so did you see the movie? After we read the book. Okay. All right. Uh, what about uh... the the? Can I say retard? Because he was like not like I'm not calling her, but he was like slow. He was yeah. He was mentally. Uh, I yeah. wouldn't even say mentally challenged, but yeah, he was slow. Yeah, I, I'm trying to like you know like, Forrest Gump, but Jace. Right, right. Mm, it's well, I get. I feel like he's slower than Forrest Gump. I I think you're right. Okay, <laughs> never mind. But although Forrest Gump wasn't his like uh IQ like twenty or something. What was it was really low. I don't remember. Well, how many Dr. Peppers did he drink? I must have drank me like thirteen Dr. Peppers. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't remember ex- exactly. But your um, boy's IQ is here. The state requires it to be here. Like, <laughs> I love that movie. It's a good movie. Um, all right, so back to the Mighty Ducks. Now, when's the last time you think you saw this? This particular one. Probably a couple years, maybe. It's like one of those, years. like where you see, like on like regular TV, and you'll stop to watch it or something. But uh, we get it. Are we are we talking about the entire movie right now, or like how I rank it? Because like this is my least favorite of the entire trilogy. So it's oh, not one. It's not one. And as a matter of fact, like honestly, I don't even remember seeing this one first. I'm sure I did, but like in the pantheon, because I think. Uh, Two was the best one, hands down, no question. And three is better than this one. I feel like, for some reason, I just blocked this one out of my mind. Like, for years or something. I mean, I know I had two and three on tape, and I used to watch them, like, constantly. But, yeah, for some reason, I don't remember this one very well. I own it now, but I don't think I owned it before because it was on TV, like, all the time. You know, Mm -hmm. whether it was Disney Channel or USA or whatever. Mm -hmm. But... It must have been at least a decade, at least, because there was a lot of things that I really didn't remember at all. So uh, now looking at the cast of characters, here's the funny thing. Um, Jack, uh, Coach Jack Riley, I didn't remember that he was the opposing coach. So when we see that flashback in the very beginning, I was like, man, that is one bad dad. Like, (laughs) I thought that was his dad. You know, oh, like, okay. You know, I do remember that. I do remember that. Like, I remember the basics. I just don't remember, like, the little, like, scenes here and there. Sure. But I, I also didn't remember Lane Smith being the opposing coach. So that's wow. how long it's been. Mm-hmm. Like, Lane Smith, you know, uh, I previously, uh, let's see, uh, I did My Cousin Vinny, where he was also in that. Uh, Lane Smith was also in The Adventures of Lois and Clark, you know, the one with Dean Cain. He was Perry White. So I know the actor. I just I didn't remember that he was in this movie. Um, let me see. Joss Ock, uh, Acklin, uh, that who plays Hans. Do you recognize him from anything? The third movie. Oh, he does return. But uh, I remember him from A Kid in King Arthur's Court. Oh, he, he was plays the King. King. Arthur. Oh, right, yeah. right. Right, I do remember. And he's walking up. He's walking through the um the commoners, and he's like they like they don't know he's the king. That's funny. I remember that. And also, he was in the uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, which I also covered. 
So I'm trying to think uh, who else I didn't really recognize. Uh, Jesse Smollett, clearly, we didn't know him as a kid. We know him now in the Fox's Empire. So it was really weird watching him then because I didn't remember the character Jesse having a brother. I do remember. I did remember that, yes. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. Because I, I, I always took advantage, took advantage, took note of the people that got like replaced in the second one. Okay. Uh, I don't think they got replaced. They just didn't return. Yeah, the new people come in. Right, right. And uh, Aaron Schwartz, who I interviewed, he talked a little bit about that, too, as to why his character didn't return. What? So, um, now, did you recognize the guy who played Peter? He had the, the dark hair with the leather jacket. Oh, like, the little, like, I always, I always, like, wonder, like, who was really the leader? Was it Jesse or was it Peter? Because it, sometimes they would look to Jesse as the leader, and then sometimes they would look to Peter as the leader when he was, like, the little tiny one. But, yes, I, I, I noticed him, but I'm trying to think if I noticed him for anything else. I wouldn't call any, any of them a leader. I mean, not even not even Charlie, but, like, Jesse does tend to talk the most. And there is that one point where people kind of do uh, follow after Peter. But uh, yeah, yeah like, I, I wouldn't say there's quite like a like a team captain or anything yet. Oh yeah, well, of course that. But I mean, because obviously Charlie becomes a captain later. But like, I mean, like when Gordon first shows up, Jesse's doing the talking for him. When they all walk out, which was dumb, Jesse's like basically the leader of them. Like, uh, and then like where you're mentioning in the room when they uh, quacked at the teacher, they're all looking at Peter. I'm like, oh, so it's just like I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just whoever has the lines. I, I, <laughs> okay. I don't I don't know if it was really clear, uh, to right, be honest right. with you. Right. But uh, the guy who played Peter, I remember him from an episode of Full House where he was uh, uh, he had an abusive dad. You know, he would show up oh, to school with bruises. Oh, I do remember that. Yes. Yeah, and they had the little PSA at the end. You know, you ever get abused, you call this number. Mm-hmm. By the way, he was super tidy. Like... There was he was a, little. Like, when they show that one scene where they're writing on the board, and he's, like, standing, I was like, oh, my God. Like, how did he reach the top of the board? He was always kind of like, even on Fuller House, he was shorter than, like, Stephanie, too. Mm. He's, a, he's, a, he's a little tyke. Yeah. Uh, let's get into this. Um, so, Coach Bombay, uh, you know, he's kind of a sleazeball lawyer. Uh, I mentioned that he does anything to uh, win. In, in the very first time we see him, his victory, his boss isn't even like happy about it. Uh, uh, Mr. Ducksworth here. Uh, what do you think about Coach Bombay? That's the type of guy I want if I'm in trouble. Like, I love the scene where they're walking out and he's like, uh, you know that guy's guilty. He's like, that's not my job. That's your job to put him in. I'm like, yes, yes. That's the type of lawyer I need. Now, as a kid, I'm probably like, oh, he's a bad guy. Is he the Disney version of Saul Goodman? Mm, that's a good point. Yes, I like that. All right. So, uh, what do you think about this? Uh, the scene. So, Dumpster Dave. Um, that's what he's uh, called in here. Dave Carp, uh, played by Aaron Schwartz. Uh, they are. I don't know. I, I guess they're up to. Uh, what are they even doing? They're they're kind of pulling up a prank. You know, where they're like dumpster diving, and they feed a dog something so it can take a dump in a bag. They gave him chili and then followed it. Like, okay, first of all, how bored do they have to be? Like, geez, like, I guess they're 10. Like, oh, my God, I would never think of something so terrible to do as a 10-year-old. But then they just, they waste a dollar of their own money. 
I'm like, first of all, I thought these kids are poor, which we'll get into later. But then they're just wasting money to prank people. Like, where they do that at? Uh, apparently in Minnesota. It, clearly, it's like it's, it's so cold <laughs> that you lose your mind. That's clearly what happens. Yeah, so so Bombay he gets arrested for this DUI, and then we get the scene where you know he meets the team. Um, you know they're not a fan of him at first. You know, mm-hmm. it just looks too too slick. I well, guess they think he's a drug dealer. <laughs> and well, Jesse... they, he, they, they thought that he was going to kill him. Right, and Jesse's like, "Hey, we ain't buying none of your drugs here." And then they're like, "Oh, don't, don't, don't. he reaches to his pocket." First of all, this ninja drives onto the ice. I think that just shows how much time he spent on the ice, so he knows. I mean, he told the driver as much. He's like, go ahead, dri- you know, drive on the ice. It- it'll be all right. So you would do that? No, I'm not uh, crazy. I mean, uh, come on. Oh, okay. I'm just like, I've spent this guy no time on the it. ice, sir. Well, isn't it cold up there? I thought it's cold up there. Yeah, but it doesn't get like that. It's not like Minnesota, Michigan cold. Oh, I don't know. Y'all wear jackets in the summer, so it's got to be cold. It doesn't... It's not that cold. Not, <laughs> not not the north central. I I don't know what they're called. Midwest. I don't I don't know geography. Midwest. Mid- sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? we, we don't get cold like them. But right. yeah, I wouldn't drive a limo. I wouldn't drive a. I, I wouldn't ride a bike onto a frozen lake. That's what I'm like. I'm like, is this white people stuff? Like, is that is that what they do? It could be. Could I'm be. Sorry. I'm racist. Clearly. It, yes. Yes. Uh, what do you think about the scene where they all like hop on top of the limo? Again, the limo was on the ice. Like I would have yeah. been run. I would have been went home. You know how like I just said that I didn't watch Candy. Was it Candyman? Like yes. I'm like, okay, y'all cool. I'm 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 gonna catch y'all next practice, fam. Go home and play Sega or something. Well, the funny thing is like uh, like Charlie's mom. She sees this and she runs out there and you know she's super mad. At Bombay, at Gordon, you yeah. know, for for even letting them inside the limo on top of the ice, right? And I'm like, she's c- supposed to come off as like the crazy killjoy mom, but I'm like, this is crazy as heck. Like, he he's a lunatic, and the driver's a lunatic. And meanwhile, the driver's just uh shaking out what's his name, Peter, uh, yeah, the, the little yeah. one, as he because he stole he, his candy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, uh, I wonder if he put his uh, a Jolly Rancher in his mouth like Lex Luthor. I'm sorry. Oh man, let's that. let's not even go there. I just watched that. So the first game against his old coach, uh, we we you know this is where we get a little exposition there uh, about their history and relationship. Um, but uh, you know, Gordon's pretty embarrassed by this team. They have no skills whatsoever. This is this is basically Bad News Bears with hockey. Uh, I know the movie. They re- even re- even remade it, right? Yes. Never seen I it. I covered it on original remake. Oh, okay. Clearly, I'm a horrible friend. Uh, but yeah, so a couple things. One, how are these parents letting them play in the uniforms and the equipment that they're playing in? That's a, that's a good question because like uh, Terry and Jesse's dad was like, I gave you know, my yeah. overtime for it. I'm like, well, clearly yeah. you need to be working overtime to get them some decent equipment because. I almost said the bad word, but this ninja is tripping. Like I would, I'd be a dead man before I let my children run on the ice, looking like they. Oh my god! I'm just saying. Oh my god! Like what they were wearing was tragic. Like one bro had on like a, a Bulls jersey. Like it was crazy. And like, 
<sighs> and Goldberg didn't even have like proper padding, you know, right. as a goalie. I'm like, they're they're which we get in the second one. His family owns a restaurant. Like, do they just not care about their kids? Like, what is happening? Yeah, your guess is just as good as mine. But you know, it is a Disney movie, so we gotta suspend a little disbelief. So, um, what do you think about what do you think about Gordon teaching them how to cheat? Oh, that was fantastic. Oh my god. Really? Oh my god. I mean, you should do it. But it was hilarious. It's kinda like you play basketball, right? Yes. Okay, did your did your coach ever teach you how to take a charge? Oh no, I didn't play like that, no. Oh uh, like, just okay. pick up games. Oh, okay. Well, like I remember like the like learning how to take a charge and I'm like, are we supposed to be doing this? Like, but it's like the same thing. I mean, it's probably not the first thing you should teach them when you're trying to teach them because they need a little bit of more stuff like fundamentals, which we get into later. But it, it was funny. I mean, gosh, they're they were hor they're horrible. Yeah, when like I don't even remember the cheating part. And when I saw it, I was like, oh my god, is this is this really happening? He's just like, Charlie, next time they pin you up like that in the corner, you know, just grab your eye as if you're cut. I'm like, really? <laughs> that was a wow. Now see, here's the thing. Okay, now that was smart. But the he, the way he reacted afterwards, where he's like, "You do something," I told you. Technically, he still made a good play. Now, if he didn't do what you said and they lost the puck, then I would be like, "Okay, you should have listened to me." But he made a smart play that didn't require him to cheat. So then he was just like, "Bro, chill, fam. Like, take it easy. Take it down a notch." But yeah, no, yeah, you make a good point. Um, but yeah, that doesn't excuse Gordon's behavior. Oh, right, right, um, right, right, right. You know, it's just he was really affected as a child from that that one game. Yeah, I mean, he's not. He, you're letting me. You're not letting just letting the team down. You're letting me down, you loser. I mean, he didn't say that, but that's what it sounded like. Basically, I mean, like when he uh, when Gordon walks into the the ice rink, you, you got all these like first class banners, and then you got the one second place. And he's like, "Look what you did." Your your shame still hangs on the wall. He's basically like, man, I've been trying to get them to take that down. Right, right, like, like, bro, <laughs> he's like, like we, the worst coach. We just like reintroduced ourselves to each other. We just got reacquainted, bro. Like that's what we that's what we started with. Like you know how you lost me that championship that one year, right? Not even like how how's your wife, how are your kids, just nothing. Just oh well, I guess he did ask him that, but still, that was quick. By yeah. the way, how bad did they beat them? That was fantastic. Like, they beat the crap out of them. They weren't ready. <laughs> they wasn't ready. It's not you know, worth winning if you can't win big. <laughs> that, that is fantastic. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, yes, that's my motto. No mercy on these kids, Peter. You have children. If you play them in games, you better not let Preston win. You better destroy him. Like, my brother's, like... I still take no no prisoners when playing them in game. Like my youngest brother, he won't play me in games because he knows I'll just destroy him. And like now, my oldest little brother, he just refuses to play me. Like he just started like getting good where he can compete, but then I just started like just getting. I feel like I'm bragging a lot over beating kids. The point is, don't let kids win. They need to learn how to lose. I'm a, I'm not a horrible person. Well, I wouldn't say they need to learn how to lose, but like going easy on them isn't going to teach them anything. Right, so right, right. So with, right. with my oldest, you know, when he was playing basketball for school, you know, I wouldn't like go super hard on him, but I would, you know, uh, block a shot, you know, here and there uh, just so, you know, he needs to get used to it and needs to figure out how to avoid getting his uh, shots blocked. 
Yeah, I mean, I would have blocked it all. You should have blocked it all the time. I'm joking. Right. Of course. <laughs> all right. So what do you think about Hans? Do you think his character was necessary? I mean, he, I guess he's kind of like the voice of reason, you know, for, for Gordon. Well, somebody has to bring him from the dark side. So, I mean, he doesn't have a dad. You know, his dad passed away uh, when he was younger. So. Right, right, right. So you need that role model. I thought it was cool. Um, do you like the training sequences? Uh, earlier you mentioned, uh, you know, some of their like learning fundamentals and things like that. Oh, the egg scene. Yeah, that was great. He's like, you don't, you don't. Uh, what does what does he say? Gosh, you I gotta feel... receive the egg or something. Yeah, you you don't you don't uh aim it. You sail it, and you accept it. Yes, it, sail the eggs, yeah. Yeah, that was that was great. And he just, like, gets the egg on his sweater. I wonder how many takes it took to get that the egg on his sweater like that. Uh, according to Aaron, it, that, that shoot was all day, just one day. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, see, the more you know. What I wanted to ask was, like, was it, uh, like, a combination of, like, hard-boiled eggs, or is it all raw? Like, you know, I'm, I'm wondering. Oh, that's a good point. But that's a good point. He, he kind of mentioned they were kind of, like, instructed at, at what points to, like, smash them and stuff, so. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so, you know, um, that wasn't, there wasn't too many, too many uh, training sequences, right? I mean, egg was the biggest thing that I recall, and then there was a, there was one time they were, like, throwing football around. You know, oh yeah, right, 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 right. It's like, it's like when a coach like gets a bunch of black. What's what's that one movie that you love, Glory Road? Uh huh. Where he's like, you black kids gotta learn how to do the fundamentals. So it's like basically they had skills, but he had to teach them the fundamentals. Yeah. So I want to ask you, what do you think about the the relationship between Charlie and Gordon? It was super weird. First off, like they have this weird relationship where he doesn't like him. Then for some reason he like latches onto him like like that, and then p- plays like matchmaker with his moms. Now I'm a Charlie. I had a single mom. I'm not hooking up anybody with my mom. Well, I think it's like you know you see the contrast in his personality. Like when you first meet him, he's again like I said it. He's a sleazeball, and then after you know being around these kids. He had that one moment where he went to go visit Charlie and his mom to apologize. I mean, that kind of takes a lot. I mean, he said as much as well. Yeah, but you so, still ain't getting my mom's, bro. Yeah, but, you know, they're bonding over, like, hockey. And then uh, there's that moment where, you know, Gordon told him, like, look, you know, I lost my dad when I was about your age, and I have to take care of my mom. So I think you're going to do well as well. So, you know, he, you know, I think Gordon kind of sees himself in Charlie, and um, I think Charlie just... Uh, doesn't have a father figure and gordon is kind of being being a surrogate father here you know so i I think that's that's why the bond but you're right you know trying to like give him tips on how to hook up with his mom that that was a little i was like chill fam like yeah you know what he wants to do to your mom right and then uh can we talk about the mom and they go on a date scene can we talk about that please before you get into the that i just wanted to point out that emilio estevez and the mom, I already forgot her name, I'm sorry, but they were both 30 when this movie came out. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm older than them in, in, in this movie. And is it me, or the mom kind of looked a little like uh, Rachel McAdams a little bit? No. No, okay, all right. <laughs> then it's just me. <laughs> right, clearly that's just you. Okay, so when they go on the date, like, 
she's rambling and whatnot, which is cute. And she's like, oh, I'm rambling. And then she and she's like, oh, this is where I grew up as a kid. I gave Charlie that room. And uh, Gordon's like, oh, which room could I have? Like, bae. And she's like, oh, my God, you need to marry me first before you get a room. And I'm like, bruh, chill. Like, she tried to put the cuffs on a, on a, a dude, like, quick. I'm like, he's like, can I can I decide? Can we have a first date first? Like, he ain't even got the doozy yet. Right. She was tripping. I'd have been like, red flag. She's like, my biological clock is ticking, Gordon. I feel like she's <laughs> one of those chicks. Well, I mean, it's movie time, right? They accelerate really fast. All right, so so they, uh, you know, make some new additions to the team. What do you think about this uh, Fulton guy who plays Froggy on Daredevil? Wait, who's Froggy on Daredevil? Fulton, the guy who couldn't skate with the really powerful. Um... Wait, that's Fulton Reed. Yeah. No, it's not. Yes. He got fat. That's not Fulton Reed. That's him. You're lying. I don't believe you. Do you want to take a second to look it up? I'm, I'm, I'm doing that right now. I really am. You can't, because their face is eerily similar, but I don't believe you. Like, I can't believe this is true. Oh, my God, it is him. Well, see, there you go. Oh, my. I know, I know Wes. How how did he get fat? I I wouldn't say he got fat. I mean, look, once you hit a certain point in your life, you start to gain weight. It's just natural. He's 5'9"? I thought he was like 6'12". I mean, I think he still looks the same, to be honest with you. No. But, I mean, you did cover Daredevil, and I didn't, so I've only seen a few episodes. His hair color might have changed a little bit, but to me, he's still the same face. He was all rugged and handsome, and now he's just foggy, the adorable underdog that you want Karen to give a chance to, but she's all... Never mind. I was about to go deep into Daredevil spoilers, so never mind. The point is, is that, wow, my mind is blown. The funny thing is, like, when I saw Daredevil, I was like, hey, it's the kid from Mighty Ducks. Really? And, <laughs> yeah. I, and it's so funny, because they look like they're related, but gosh, I am thrown. <laughs> like, oh my god. I recognize him um, uh, right away. The The funny thing is, I think his real-life brother was one of the guys, too, named Guy, uh, which is spelled G-U-I, like guy. Guy Germain? So, yeah, that's, that, his... that's his real-life brother. What? Okay, that makes that's crazy. The more you know. So in in the trivia on IMDb, apparently they kind of changed the their last names and colored their. I, I think one of them colored their hair just so they weren't like known as brothers, so that way they both can audition. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, Fulton had the black hair, right? And, but he was like like he was huge. Like maybe he was just older than them. Mm, probably, you know, by a few years. Yeah, because that's why I have this thing where like I feel like he's like six twelve. Wouldn't that be seven foot? It's supposed to be. It's funnier when you say six twelve, though. I guess. I mean, okay. <sighs> but anyway, uh, kill by Hubert, Peter. They. What, what did they say about him? Like, uh, colleges have offered him scholarships and stuff as long as he doesn't play hockey. Right, right, right. And then this, this then just just hitting like hockey pucks in a, in a uh, alleyway out into the streets. Yeah, I like the way they use him. Um, in the one game too. Once they recruited him. They had like that uh, bucket of pucks, and they just let him go at it, right? Right. So that the... way, the other team sees it, and they're like, "Oh my god!" They're terrified. But yeah, just basically him shooting all those pucks earlier, it pays off later on when they set up a play for him, where he's about to go and hit this puck, and then like the goalie 
gets out of the they way run, or drops uh, to the floor or something, right. and somebody else like hits it for him. So, um, because apparently he only hits one out of five, so twenty percent. Oh, look at you doing math. Yes, thank you. Math is hard. Math is very hard. Um, what do you think about this uh, scene where Riley? Um, I, I I guess Bombay figured out some. I, I don't even know how this even came up. I might have missed it or something. But uh, but I keep calling them different names. Gordon Emilio Emilio Estevez. He found something where Adam Banks like lives in a different district, and he actually should be playing for the Mighty Ducks, but instead is playing for the Hawks. Well, when he goes to Han and they're they're talking. And Han's like, you know, you're messed up for, for being a child. And he's like, yeah, look at the line now. If you look at the line the way it used to be, you wouldn't even be a hawk anymore. You'd be a duck. And so that's how he he looks at the properties. And he's like, oh, so really Gordon is all meant to be that he's a mighty duck all along instead of a hawk. And that's basically what Adam is. I completely missed that. I must have been taking notes. Oh, well, there you go. Wow. That's, what, that's what I'm here for, bro. Yeah, well, thank you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah, so because of this, uh, Riley, him and um, Gordon, they have like a little fight in the hallway. And some of the kids kind of mishear, misheard, you know, what was going on. There was a little sarcasm. And he's God, saying, this was so dumb. It was so dumb. Like, it was like almost contrived a bit. Like, I'm like, this is like fake drama that doesn't need to be drama because it's so stupid. I mean, obviously, it's a kid's movie. But watching it now, I'm like, really? Like, they couldn't tell he was being sarcastic? I thought so, too. Like, I was kind of looking more into that scene to see if there's going to be anything else. But, I mean, without it, we wouldn't get the, the pretty cool scene at the school. Like, I, I like that. But you're right. Like, the, the setup for it, I, I didn't really dig. Yeah, and then it's like, when he's there at the school, he's like, you know what sarcasm is? And they're like, no! And I'm like, well, if you know what sarcasm is, then you're an idiot. Okay, wait, what now? Because clearly you know what it is. You just chose to, like, so they're just being dumb. But the thing is, like, I, I think uh, uh, David Carp, Dave Carp, I don't think he was part of the three that heard, right? No, it was Je it was Jesse and Peter. But the point is, is that they all knew what it meant. And so it's like, y'all were, but that's why they, that's why they walked off, because they believed him. And I'm like, well, if you knew he was being sarcastic, then this whole thing is just dumb. Yeah, but... I mean, it was out of context. Yeah, but if you got common sense, I feel like even a 10-year-old would know that, like, come on, bro. Uh, I don't know. I mean, 10 is about that age where you, like, I was pretty darn gullible at that age. I'll be honest with you. All right, so what do you think about the, the class fight? That was hilarious. Broke out into a quack, quack, quack. It was a, yeah, it was it was ridiculous because then, like, Cotty, like, started pushing people. And then Gee's like, don't push a chick. She's like, I can take care of myself. I'm like, all right, I see you, boo. Connie Lowkey is one of my favorite throughout all the movies. She's pretty. She's she's uh quite the eye candy. There you go. Is that weird? Is that weird that, that we're looking at her back then? But it, because we were kids, it's okay. Yes. Okay. I'm just making sure because I'm like, if not, she's horribly unattractive, and I think she's terrible. She's a grown woman now. I mean, I'm not gonna put her age out there, but she's older than us, so. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying like, I mean, obviously we had we thought she was cute then, but like now that we're adults and looking at her and saying she was cute, I'm just like, you see, how, that's weird. That's always I always had that that like weird gray area with Game of Thrones because it's like, ugh. when are we allowed to say Sansa's hot? 
I mean, I see what you mean, but I think it's fine. Okay. Okay, yeah, let's let's move on. Right. Um okay, so Gordon gets fired. Oh my god, this was crazy. So okay. So first off, hit Adam's dad. Okay. A lot I got a lot of red flags with this whole scene. One, they just happen to be best friends with, with Gordon's boss. Two, they go they they basically illegally tamper with the Pee Wee League. Like the privilege in this in this was out like off the charts and then he's like you're gonna fire your best attorney over some peewee hockey like i was just like what is happening like this is not the real world like this can't happen over peewee hockey yeah i think it's pretty crazy because like i'm sure gordon gets paid really well and we like as far as we know he was like uh teaching the the, the hockey team as community service. So I guess we're to assume he's not getting paid for it, right? Like, is it really worth it? What do you think? From whose perspective? Gordon's perspective? Uh, Yeah, let's go with Gordon. I wouldn't care if I was... Because, like, I felt like he was like, you wouldn't fire me over this, would you? Like, I, I was done. Like, this makes no sense. Like, clearly he's your best young attorney. And, like, he's a hot shot in the courtroom. And so, like, to fire him over some crap like this is beyond me like i'm like this is not the real world you don't think they maybe set that up earlier introducing that uh female lawyer earlier who's just like one year removed out of law school no like she could have replaced him i mean because we saw earlier like ducksworth wasn't happy the way um you know gordon won that last uh that last case i felt like they were just trying to teach him a lesson because he's clearly the best like he's thirty mm-hmm. and O or thirty and one if you count that one where he scored with the, the the clerk. Right. So like he's got like an Undertaker type record when it comes to the court cases, and so like this makes no sense if you're running a business. So it it's really crazy. Then like I I, I feel like Gordon him he's like okay I can find a job anywhere, in which they set up like what he wants to do later, which we get to the, the end. But still, it's it, ugh, that was crazy. I'm just yeah. like this parrot is doing this for like peewee hockey. Like it makes no sense. And we we'll get to how ain't crap the dad is later in the finals, which is just mind blowing. But oh my God, like all these people are horrible. Like they are terrible people. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy that you're this heated over a, a kid's movie here. But hey, that's, oh, I'm sorry. That's good. I'm sorry. No, no. Like I'm just sitting here like, wh- what are we doing here? Like. So are you ready to are you ready to lose your job over kids? I'm like, he's like, are you ready to fire me? He's like, yes, I am. I'm like, where they do that at? Like, I'm your best lawyer. Like, oh my god! After you just dropped 15 G's over there. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty crazy that uh, Ducksworth he's gonna have to eat that 15 G's. Yeah, for no reason, like because of. Oh, this is crazy. Right. Kids movie, kids movie, right? All right. All right. So Banks gets the the gold shoulder when he's introduced to the team. Rightfully so, right? Because they're, I guess, rivals of Jace. Well, yeah. Plus, the Hawks are super racist. Like, did you get the, like, I didn't catch this as a kid, but they called them the Oreo line. And I'm like, fam, like, where they do that at? Like, oh, my God. Okay, so here's my ignorance. I don't know what that means. Black, I heard, white, I know black. they, okay, yeah, because they mentioned it, like, three times. So, mm, okay. I'm like, gosh, like y'all, y'all be a racist. I'm like, gosh, 
Okay, so now you need to watch Bad News Bears, because if you thought Oreo line was racist, wait till you hear some of the slurs that are thrown in Bad News Bears. Do they say the Ed word? Uh, definitely the original does. Uh, they say some other racial slurs as well. they say Negroes or the other one? They say the other one. Oh my God. Yeah, and they, they call like the Hispanics something, and the, the language in that movie is actually quite surprising. All right, so um, so Banks, he's... Oh, by he the way, culture, yeah. Jesse calls him a cake eater, which is the best line ever. Because I love cake. Yeah, but do, do you know where, where that's from? Oh, is that from somewhere? Well, I, I guess what I read on uh, IMDb is that basically it's a reference to like those that live in like the suburbs where most of the hawks are from. Right. So that's why. They oh yeah, call no, him I got what I got what it meant. I was oh, just okay. like, I just thought it was hilarious to call somebody a cake eater because I know he was calling him bougie, but I just like I love cake. <laughs> All right, so uh, this game, it's um, basically. Let me see, you get the, Fulton gets the last shot, and they win that one. And then, basically, we cut to the oh, final to game. Oh, to get to the playoffs, where, which, again, crazy strategy. Like, you put a what in five chance of making the playoffs, like, whew, that, good odds, sir, not. But we've seen this stuff in, like, Rookie of the Year, right? Major League, don't they do some stuff, too? Rookie of the Year, definitely, because that was just unbelievable what they did with that movie at the end of that game. <laughs> I don't maybe, have you covered maybe that? coming to Hydrate Level Four. Oh, okay. But have you covered that? Because I have some thoughts ever since I was a kid. Like me and my grandma used to watch that all the time. I'd be like, "Do you see this, Grandma? Do you see this crap that's going on here?" I'm sorry. Go ahead. I feel like we've talked about it a few times too. That you would be coming on to to do that once I do it. I'm here for you, bro. All right, so the yep the championship game, um, the Hawks were a couple of the Hawks were told by Coach Riley to take Banks out because he's the best player on the team. Yeah, and he's like, "What did you do, my job? Like, bruh, you ain't even getting three dollars allowance off of this job, bruh. Like, what is happening? Like, oh my god, did you catch the um, uh, Banks's uh, jersey number when he was with the Hawks?" Was it 96? I don't remember. It was 9, which was also Gordon's uh, number when he was younger. Oh, well, that that makes sense because he was basically little Gordon. Which, um, okay. so e- except, for, except for that he wanted it more or something. What, what was the line? Oh, the yeah. Said? He's like, he, he was like you, but he wanted it more or yeah, something. Yeah, basically saying that he might go all the way. Right. Okay, so with the championship game, Charlie has a penalty shot. So, you know, it's kind of a bookend from the uh, the beginning of the movie. Again, horrible coaching. By who? Gordon, because he let Charlie take the shot. Like, like uh, what, what what does he say? Like, who's going to take the shot? And then they're like, Charlie who? <laughs> because, like, anybody can take it, right? That was on the, yeah, on the ice. Yes. And, like, okay, well, here's the thing. You, you keep saying, like, some of these are bad plays. But, like, to me, to be the apologist... Uh, for Gordon, he's showing that he's he's showing the kids that he's trusting them, and that goes a long way. Yeah, he can trust them to not mess up, but you go with your best player, and clearly, Gee and Jesse are better than than uh Charlie. I don't care if I'm smashing your mom or not. Like, no, like. But you know, look, it's it's a kids movie, and you got to have a little bit of drama. I get it. It's still not a smart decision. All right. Yeah. So, what do you think about the end here, where uh, we find out that? Uh, 
since he's unemployed, Gordon is now going to go. Is it try out for minor minor leagues? Yeah, because when they meet the 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 hockey players when they go to the hockey game, Mike McDonald's right. like, I remember you from Pee Wee's. Like you were the truth, bro. Like I'll get you a tryout. And so he's like, I'll I'll take you up on that. I'm I'm unemployed. Yeah, so kind of works out. Yeah, and then he just kisses her his mom in front of everybody. Did we say they win? They won, right? Yeah, they they won. Uh, I guess aside from the bookend of how the movie started, the the, the only difference is the win. Would it be fantastic if he choked the same way? <laughs> uh, I'm a horrible. I person. don't know if that'd be any funny. But then, uh, I, I guess they're gonna have another Hawks uh banner go up saying second place. Oh no, that you're right. <laughs> <laughs> now there's gonna be two of them. Right, right, right. Uh, by the way, and, and both of them he's responsible for, <laughs> right? In one way or another, is that coach? Is that his only job? Apparently, I mean, and he seems to do it well with all those first, first place banners. Because clearly, those are all the rich kids, right? Because they have good equipment. Like, did you remember, like, when Adam comes to to be with them, and he has this big behind bag, and it says Hawks on it, and it's just like, oh man, that's clearly way better than anything they've ever seen in their life. Oh my god, it was it was fantastic. But oh yeah, so we didn't get to it. So at the before they he gets taken out, this ninja's daddy comes to the game in the other team's apparel. Yeah, I I noticed that. <laughs> but uh, I don't think that we should do ratings. I think we should wait until the third movie to do rankings. I I, I think you already mentioned that you know you could probably rank them now, but I want to wait until after you know we've reviewed all three of them and give our rankings uh, at the end. So um, before we wrap this up, did you have any favorite scenes or quotes from the movie? It's not worth winning if you can't win big. Uh, that was fantastic. That's fantastic uh, coaching. It was like, I thought of Talladega Nights. If, if you're not first, you're last. Shake and bake. Uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, I, I, I've, I've touched on all my favorite, favorite parts. I'm still, I'm still blown. My mind's blown that Fulton is uh, froggy. <laughs> all right so um okay at this time we'll go ahead and uh play the interview that i did with uh, mr aaron schwartz again he played uh david carp uh one of the mighty ducks i i, I want to say number 11 but i don't remember exactly but uh, he talks about you know his uh experience you know being on set some of the uh, other actors that he was very good friends with and also talks about you know an upcoming movie that he's going to be in so here's the interview we lost a few games. Tough. That was District 5. Now we're the Ducks. Yeah. And the Ducks yeah. are undefeated. All right! Yeah. Quack. 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 Uh, but yeah, uh, Aaron, thank you very much for uh, joining me uh, today to talk about your experience on Mighty Ducks. All right. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about having been in a movie that uh, a lot of people our age grew up watching? Like, w what does it mean to you to be in that movie? Um, it's, it's pretty, it's a surreal experience. You know, when I look back on the whole process, it was one of those, you know, when you do a film, I mean, I was you know, 10 years old, turning 11 when we started making it. And I, we, you know, none of us really knew, um, like how big it would, 
be, you know, I mean, I was 11 years old. I didn't even know what it takes to, you know, make a movie. And I, I just started a couple years before that. And I knew I wanted to be in a movie. So I was completely excited. One of the coolest experiences of my life. And, uh, you know, and as the process went on, I started realizing this could be something, you know, even as a little kid, I realized this is going to be something kind of epic. The way it was written, it had that whole, like, you know, you know, I didn't hear the soundtrack of, like, We Are the Champions yet, but you could feel that kind of energy while doing it. And, um, you know, I, I'm just grateful to be, to be, to have been a part of something like that. And as years went by, I saw the fanfare and uh, all the, you know, amazing fan feedback. It's, it's, it's still surreal. I still go back, I still look back and go, wow, it's, you know, it's remarkable to be a part of something like that. Must have been a very uh, exciting experience for you. Uh, did Now, I read this uh, part of the trivia on IMDb, but did you have any prior experience in hockey or ice skating be, uh, before the movie? No, we, I didn't. I um, lied. Just I think like every, you know, I think every kid there that auditioned for this, it was almost an open call. I remember the first one I went on, it was an audition. I got through my agent, but it was, you know, there were kids in the hall, like maybe like 20, 30 kids at a time. So it had this open call kind of feel. And, uh, you know, I think everybody was just so excited to, to even be a part of something like that. When they asked on the, they, on this callback, when I got a callback for it, they asked, um, so can you play hockey? And, uh, or can you ice skate? Yes. And immediately I, I was like, yeah, great. You know, I think every kid did that. And when we got there, I think they all realized, wait a second, everybody that we hired, doesn't even know how to skate. So they actually uh, put an extra month in prior to filming. So I went to Minnesota with all the cast, except for Emilio. He came like a couple weeks, uh, a week or two prior, but he came a month prior. And we all would have eight hours a day, five days a week, uh, hockey and ice skating practice uh, for a month. So we, we, for a month prior to filming, we were all trained at a, how we became very good, but none of us knew. That's pretty funny. Um, now, d during the auditioning process, did you did you read for the uh, character of uh, David Carp? Yes, I think I did. Um, you know, I know I know in Heavyweights, the other another Disney film, uh, uh, which was written by uh, the writer of the Mighty Ducks and uh, and directed by uh, the writer of Mighty Ducks. I auditioned for another character, but through, through Mighty Ducks, I think I did audition for Carp. I think I did. I, I, I'm sure they kind of threw roles around. What they do with a lot of kids when they have to feed, they have to fill all these roles up. A lot of times, even nowadays, what the, the casting directors will do is they'll kind of just get a whole bunch of kids, find some of their favorites, know like certain attributes of each character, and they're kind of trying to like mix and match and, and pick. And it's more of producers will be like, I don't like this guy for this, but I like him for that. And, you know, so I'm sure I read for other roles. But um, I, I remember reading near the end, I think the, the final callback I remember reading for Now, uh, when, after everybody was casted into respective roles, did you have, like, a, like a best friend out of, like, uh, any of the other other kids that was um, uh, part of the cast? I did. I, I mean, Danny Tamperelli is one of them. He definitely, uh, who I'm still very good friends with, I ended up doing Pete and Pete with him uh, prior to that. I did one episode of Pete and Pete. And then afterwards, I was written in as a character on the show. Um, Danny was definitely a friend of mine that I, you know, 
I would say I was really close to. But Danny didn't wasn't there for the, all the filming. He had a role of Tommy, one of the figure skating, the two twins of figure skate. And he um, he only came in maybe like a month before we wrapped to do his scenes. So Jesse Smollett was actually really close. We were really, really close. And we had a lot of scenes together. They would always put us in scenes together. Jesse Smollett, who's now of uh, of Empire fame, mm-hmm. he's because he's up and he's phenomenal, talented kid. He's a great singer, great actor, and really proud of him. He uh, was probably my favorite and best friend at the time when we were doing The Ducks. Oh, that's awesome, because uh, his sister was on Full House, and also one of the uh, other characters, I, I forgive me, I don't know the actor's name, but the one that played uh, Peter? Uh, J.D. Daniels. Right, J- there you go, J.D. Daniels. Yeah, I went to, and I also went to school with J.D. as well. So, yeah, it was, it, you know, the, the, the acting community is pretty small and, you know, incestual. It's like this, this whole, like, this conglomerate of everybody's really tight-knit. Uh, and especially with Disney films and, and at certain age ranges, uh, you end up knowing everybody ends up knowing each other, you know, or passes by each other at auditions and screen tests and stuff like that. So, yeah, J.D. was... JD was a good friend of mine as well. JD became a closer friend afterwards because I went to school with him. Um, but uh, yeah, it was definitely Jesse was like probably the top for me. Always, always there. Now I wanted to uh, ask you about some of the scenes uh, that that you guys did. Uh, the movie kind of opens up with this uh, this this scene where they call you Dumpster Dave, and that's something I completely forgot. Um, you know, because I hadn't seen the movie in so long. I totally don't remember that they they call me Dumpster Dave. Yeah, Dumpster Dave, because you went uh, dumpster diving for something yeah. to, to feed a dog, so that way it can defecate in a bag or something like that. Right, defecate. I like that word. Yes, yes. <laughs> The dog defecated in a bag, and then we forced a very big person. We put the purse out. We put the bag or the purse out in the street, and then we uh, left it with a dollar bill hanging out. And some very big man picked it up and placed his hand in a defecation and yeah. started chasing <laughs> us. That was a funny scene. Yeah, it was. Uh, another funny scene that I, I really enjoyed was uh, shortly after the uh, the entire team meeting uh, Coach Bombay. And it, it's right when he was about to drive off in the limo while everybody's still on the ice. And then all the kids just jumped on the limo and, you know, it shows you like, you know, uh, with your face up against the window. What, what was the uh, what was the direction for that particular scene? He actually, uh, that was that was a little ad lib that I threw in there. I saw something on, like, I was a big fan of, like, dumb comedies as a kid, too. Like, you know, I think Kids in the Hall was something that I watched a lot. And I watched a lot of, like, intelligent slash potty humor comedy. That was, like, that's some of my favorites. I'm still, you know, a big fan of a lot of Judd's movies, which have that kind of, you know, they're intelligent, but they're also kind of kind of dirty. So I uh, I watched something on TV, I think, like, a day or two before and I thought it was hilarious so I kind of recreated the whole blowing on the window thing for that and then and then Sean plays the goalie followed suit and we just uh, had a blast uh, putting our mouths on dirty windows <laughs> when we were kids so yeah it was it yeah. was a pretty good scene um, the the training sequences um, what, what was that like the training sequences. Like, uh, for example, there was the one where uh, you guys were learning how to kind of uh, accept uh, the egg in, rather than hit it. Ah, you remember yeah. the egg scene? Yeah. I do. 
That was fun. We shot that whole sequence. I think most of the sequence we shot in one day. It was all in that rink that we uh, we rented out in Minnesota. And, um, and you know, it's a long time ago, so I, I couldn't really tell you for sure the whole sequence and what it, like where it was. But it was fun, you know. We we got a rink to ourselves. Um, it was always fun, you know. When every time we were in group together, we always had a good time. You know, we were a bunch of kids who were doing movies, a lot of us for the first time. And, you know, when they tell us to, like, smash eggs on the ice or they tell us to, like, hit, you know, Sean, who plays the goalie, and, he's right, and it was him. There was no stuntman. They, were, they just wrapped him up in a bunch of, you know, padding and had us just smack pucks at him. And, you know, stuff like that. That's just, it was just, you know, it was, it didn't even feel like work at certain points. It felt, you know, just a bunch of kids having fun. So those were real pucks? There was a real, well, I think so. Maybe they used, maybe they used, like, it had to be heavy enough for us to, like, slam them at them. Because a lot of the rubber pucks that they used, some of these rubber pucks were uh, not very heavy. So they couldn't really, they might have used replace. I know they were hard enough to, you know, hurt somebody. But with the padding that they had, they put them in so much padding and they were really careful about it. And you'd be surprised, even the padding that a goalie, that a normal uh, hockey player wears, you can fall on the ice and, I mean, you don't feel anything, you know. You really don't. I'm sure in real, you know, NHL hockey, getting checked, is you, you're feeling it. But, I mean, the padding that regular hockey players use are so strong and so sturdy. And then you go to a goalie's padding, it's like it's made to take a hit and the person to be able to walk away and not feel it. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure they were real pucks and it was fun. At first we were a little scared and nervous, but we all just – got crazy and started shooting pucks at him. Uh, what was it like working with Emilio, and how similar or different is he from his character? Huh. His character is... Well, his character in the beginning is so far away from what he's like in real life. Um, he is... I, you know, I met him three times. I, I worked with him then, and then I met him two other times afterwards, and I got with him one other time after that. And I'll tell you right now, he is like one of the nicest human beings you'll ever meet. I know now he's out in Sonoma County or somewhere in California making wine. You know, like he is, he's just, he's a remarkable person. He took us to go see Wayne's World. The whole cast, first couple weeks we were there, took us to go see Wayne's World, the opening of Wayne's World. That's how long ago it was. Uh, and we all went to go see it. And, you know, he paid for tickets, paid for popcorn. Uh, paid for the car services, like he, and then he, like, you know, ice cream afterwards, I think. Like, he was just like, you know, as they say in Yiddish, he's a mensch. He's like a real, really good guy. So what ended up happening with Coach Bombay at the end of the Mighty Ducks is how Emilio Estevez is throughout his life. Great guy. Now, how often do you watch the movie? You know, I watched it um, for the first time in a very, I see clips here and there, people, friends of mine will, you know, send me Snapchats or certain things and be like, hey, buddy, look at this, and send me little, you know, images and stuff. But I saw the movie, full-length movie of it, uh, probably the first time, a couple months ago, I went to, there's a thing, um, this uh, company, clothing company called Violent Gentlemen, and they're all about hockey. It's a big hockey clothing company. And they screened out in Orange County uh, the movie, and they invited me, Sean Weiss, uh, me and Sean Weiss, to go see the movie. Sean Weiss plays a goalie. And we joined them, and we saw the Mighty Ducks on the big screen for the first time in a long time. 
out in Orange County, and it was it was an experience. I totally I can totally see why it's a cult classic, and you know, and it was it was fun to watch, kind of relive the experience. Now, is there any story as to why your character didn't return for the sequels? Yeah, a couple of characters didn't return. Um, it had more to do with genetics than the character. Um, I know Jesse's character didn't return as well. I know Danny Tamborelli's character didn't return as well. We were the younger of the of the ducks, so um, they had all the buddy ducks. Were you know you had like you had Josh Jackson, you had Sean White, you had like all these kids were about two to three years older than us than the younger ones which is not a lot you know when you get to a certain age but at at a certain at a certain age that age difference is like it, it it's night and day when it, when you're looking at a type or like a an age range and uh they needed the ducks to be a little older for part two and we all looked almost exactly the same and so they you know they needed to bring in new new cast as well and they they needed everybody to look a certain age and so they uh they didn't bring in the younger ducks again because it just didn't fit the uh age range that they were looking for oh that's interesting um now with with you being in the mighty ducks which is uh pretty uh, I, I would say regarded as a very popular uh childhood movie for for, for a lot of people what were some of your uh, favorite childhood movies growing up Ooh, it's a great question I wouldn't say the, the typical... I look back at all these Disney films and the way they made them back then and all the kids' movies, and I'm just like... I, I'm, I love the way they made films back then. You know, there's a TV show now called... It's not a kid's show, but it's made in a similar way that they made a lot of films and a lot of TV shows back in the day called Stranger Things. It's on Netflix. And I was wondering why I loved it so much, and I realized it's because of the, the way they made movies back then was just... It was similar to this show... It, it's, it, it was just something that like pulled you in and it was constantly entertaining without, without trying to be entertaining. And I think I was a big fan of almost everything at that time. Every, I mean, you know, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, uh, Sandlot, Hook was one of my all-time favorites, for sure. Um, what were some of the uh, other you know, roles or movies that, uh, that you tried out for that you didn't make? Funny, uh, Hook was actually one of them. I went out, I, I did an open call before I had an agent, uh, right when I was, you know, I was just starting out and I really wanted to act. And I saw something in the paper or my mom saw something and uh, went for Hook. I wanted to do that very badly. Um, I mean, you know, I don't really remember many other things. I do remember going in for Hook and trying out for that and I really wanted that. I remember the, the movie Sleepers with, uh, with uh, Brad Pitt. I went out for that role for the young, young Brad Pitt, I think, or young something, and I didn't end up booking that. Uh, I remember I went in for Tommy Boy and got very close to playing young Tommy and Tommy Boy, but I was uh, not heavy enough. I wasn't as heavy as Chris Farley. Oh, I'm sure he would have gained more weight over the years. Right, <laughs> right. I was like, I'll gain more weight for this role, please. <laughs> no, I was also a little too old. I think they brought me in. I think they saw me and the ducks and then it was like a couple years later and they and i was a little older and a little more spelt started thinning out and i don't i don't think i fit the role properly but yeah i remember going for hook is one of the ones that i do remember very because i remember seeing it afterwards and going oh god i wanted to be in that movie like that's that had to be an epic movie to be in good friends with amber scott who plays young maggie 
Pam's daughter. I went to school, good friends with her, and she I would always ask her about what it was like. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, what were maybe some stories um, like behind the scenes uh, while filming uh, Mighty Ducks? Whether it's like uh, some downtime, you know, some uh, some fun you guys were having that uh, you're able to share without incriminating anyone. That in- without incriminating anyone. <laughs> um, that all the incriminating people happened a little more in heavyweights than the Mighty Ducks. But um, so yeah, the, you know, I mean, you taking us to Wayne's World was a great. Great experience. Um, trying to think of the fun stuff. I mean, you know, the Buffalo Bills Super Bowl was happening. So I remember we were, you know, when the Bills ate it real big in 92. That was happening. Um, that was, we used to have like little Super Bowl parties. I had no idea what was going on. I never followed sports really. I started following hockey after. But, uh, you know, I was always, I was always the, uh, the, the kid who like pretended he knew what was going on, but I had no idea. But we'd have little parties like that trying to think what other crazy stuff i mean it was a lot of work and it was a lot of like set time Ooh, i um i ran over uh jd daniels plays peter ran over his finger with my ice skate one time during we were playing like uh, it's a it's an exercise where you throw footballs at each other while skating have partners or you have a group of people and it teaches you how to like you know control your skating and how to use your hands while you know not thinking about your skating so that we would do football passes in our skates, and I think he fell, and I didn't see him, and I skated right over his finger, and he had to go straight to the hospital, and they had to sew the baby back on. Wow. So that happened. Yeah, that was a, an interesting uh, experience. Other than that, man, it was just, you know, it was the Halloween storm of, uh, right after the Halloween storm in 92 at, in Minnesota and St. Paul, and it was rough, cold, cold, cold weather. Lots of heating pads, lots of extra jackets, lots of running from set back to a heated tent or a heated trailer. You know, it was uh, movie magic. Do you have any favorite scenes in the movie? I mean, my getting hit in the head with a puck is one of my favorites. I, I enjoyed that. It was fun to pratfall on the ice and get kind of goofy and, you know, pretend I was, uh, you know, concussed. Um, another favorite scene is probably our rollerblading scene when we rollerblade through the mall because a lot of our, we didn't get a lot of exterior shots, you know, other than, you know, we had a lot of ice skating shots and we had a couple here and there, but our, the fun times were when we went to locations and we, you know, had tons of extras there and, and we got to rollerblade. It was the first time I rollerbladed and I was, because of my ice skating, I was surprised at how quickly I was able to adjust and learn how to rollerblade at 11 years old and I became like a great rollerblader by the end of that day, you know, and it was fun. We had to like kind of do stunts a little bit, you know, had to go in between people. And so that's fun. Anytime I get to like do stunts or, you know, I'm able to, you know, in heavyweights, but I got to drive a go-kart certain times and I was like, Oh, this is great. I get to, you know, do stunts. So like anytime that I'm doing anything that's remotely dangerous on a film set, I'm kind of happy. What other work do you have coming up um, here? I I see that you're going to be in the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. That is correct. I have a small little role in that, and I'm very excited. I got to meet the whole crew over there. Got to go to Atlanta and film some of that Marvel movie magic, and that was was lots of fun. Um, So I have that coming up. I am uh, in a couple of indie films that I just filmed. One of them I just filmed. One is... um, 
one is in the process of being getting ready to be filmed. So I'm going to go film that in the next uh, two weeks. And uh, that's it. Staying busy. I'm doing a lot of writing. I'm writing and I'm, I'm planning on directing and writing my first short film, which is going to be within the next couple of months, hopefully getting off its feet. Just staying busy and having fun is, is what I'm doing. But yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. Check it out. It's going to be going to be epic. Alright, so I just want to thank again Mr. Aaron Schwartz for spending the time with me uh, and sharing his experience. So hopefully everyone enjoyed that. That was awesome. Yeah. Alright, so uh, Devin, why don't you go ahead and uh, give some of your plugs and uh, I'll, I'll wrap this up and uh, you know, we, we are going to do the next two movies after this. Alright, uh, so what show am I doing? Uh, I'm on the Liquor Run Podcast. It's uh, somewhere on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all that junk. We uh, right now we're covering Netflix movies, and we're we'll be starting our dinner with a casual covers where listeners of the show vote each week, and we'll do a show that I or one of our hosts is not familiar with, and then we call it dinner with a casual. So that's coming soon. But most of the time we cover The Walking Dead. We'll be covering that when it comes back. Just ended our Game of Thrones coverage. It was pretty great, if I do say so myself. And yeah, just that, and also the show that we do together. We got five coming at you weekly. Yes, sir. Sometimes with a bonus episode. Devin Takeover soon come. You can find me at uh, on Twitter at Devin Lamar. With two R's. Talk about it. Okay, and I just wanted to read a new iTunes reviews that I got that I hadn't uh, haven't had a chance to read yet. Look at you getting rated and stuff. All right, the, uh, the review I got is from Niza from the Horror Club. Uh, she gave me five stars, mm. and the title says, Are You Dehydrated? She says, Love this show. Peter is an awesome and charismatic host and always has awesome guests on the show to co-host. Listen to his take on movies that you grew up watching and get hydrated. So thank you, Niza, from the Horror Club. Check them out. Hydrate level four? Yes. Um, I was a guest on their show covering the season six finale of Game of Thrones. Oh, that's sad. Let's not talk about that. All right. So uh, please leave an iTunes review uh, on iTunes and Stitcher and or Stitcher. If you haven't done so, that really help out the visibility of the show. Do it. Peter works hard on this show. Oh, thank you. If you want to find any of my other content, Hydrate Level 4 and Original Remake are both found at followingfilms.com. I also cover the Back to the Future animated series, which can be found at barrenspace.com. And again, Devin mentioned it. We got five. That can be found at cortemparts.com. And all of those I share on my Facebook page. So if you want to go on there, type in Hydrate Level 4, give me a like. You will find all the content, you know, guest appearances, things like that. I always share it on the Facebook page. So give me some likes. Mm-hmm. And next week, we'll be covering Mighty Ducks 2, and we're going to have a special guest on there as well. So until the next episode, I'm Peter. I'm Devin. And this is Hydrate Level 4. Buddy, you're a boy, make a big noise, playing in the street, gonna be a big man someday. You got mud on your face, you big disgrace, kicking your can all over the place, singing we Waving your banner all over the place We will, we will rock you Sing it! We 
Yeah, uh, Grandma, Grandma Lorraine, she's, uh, she throws a little Pizza Hut pizza into the hydrator, and she says, hydrate level four, please. Oh, that's great. Yeah, the hydrator. Okay, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my, that was one of, I mean, I love Back to the Future 1 and 3, but number two is one that I could watch over and over again uh, with Biff and Marty McFly and the whole older Biff, the younger Biff, just great, great storyline. <laughs> 